Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. This is the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The Gospel is Luke 9, 51 to 62. At the time appro- as the time approached when he was to be taken from this world, he firmly resolved to proceed to a Jerusalem and sent messengers on ahead of him. These entered a Samaritan town to prepare for his passing through. But the Samaritans would not welcome him because he was on his way to Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, would you not have us call down fire from heaven to destroy them? He turned toward them only to reprimand them. Then they set off for another town. As they were making their way along, someone said to him, I will be your follower wherever you go. Jesus said to him, The foxes have lairs, the birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Come after me. The man replied, Let me bury my father first. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their dead. Come away and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said to him, I will be your follower, Lord, but first let me take leave of my people at home. Jesus answered him, Whoever puts his hand to the plow but keeps looking back is unfit for the reign of God. The gospel of the Lord. Questions. As the time approached for Jesus to be taken from this world, where did he resolve to go to Jerusalem? And who did he send ahead of him? Messengers. What kind of town did those he sent ahead come to? A Samaritan town. And why were they there? To prepare prepare for his passing through. Personal. In what way have you prepared the way for the Lord's coming for yourself and for your family? For me, through prayer and the study of his word and living according to God's will. 
what was the Samaritan's reaction to his coming and what was the reason they acted this way? Luke 9, 53, they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. What did Jesus' disciples James and John say when they saw that the Samaritans would not welcome him? They said, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? And how did Jesus respond to this and where did he turn? He turned and rebuked them. He turned toward them. Nothing would get in his way from doing his father's will. Where did they go? They journeyed to another village. Personal. When you find opposition in walking with the Lord, what is your reaction, especially in your family? Do you continue walking with him or do you persist on getting through to them? Well, mine is to go back to his word and obey his word. I have to remember it is God's will I follow and not man's will or man's way of doing things. The more I study and come into a personal relationship with God through his word, the more I am convinced of his protection and love for me. In Hosea 4, 6, it says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And yes, I continue walking with him and proclaiming his word and not mine. As they were making their way along, what did someone say to Jesus? I will be your follower wherever you go. What did Jesus say to him? The foxes have lairs. The birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. What did he say to another? Come after me. What did Jesus say to him? Let the dead bury the dead. Come away and proclaim the kingdom of God. Why did Jesus want him to come with him? To proclaim the kingdom of God, just as we're supposed to be doing proclaiming the kingdom of God. We're living in the kingdom, not in the in this world. We live in the kingdom, those who are following him. What was the stipulation another gave him before he could be his follower? Let me take leave of my people at home. What did Jesus say about a person who keeps looking back? He is unfit for the reign of God. Personal. What what blockages or excuses have you had for not following Jesus? And he is saying to you, come after me. In what way have you been going before him instead of after him as a follower? And I have, I had lots, I had lots until I married my husband. And from the day we were married, he led me to Jesus in the church. Today as a widow, I have no excuses. My Lord is now my husband, who is leading me into his kingdom, into his loving arms day after day. How can I not proclaim his praises and the wonders of his love? When I use my words, I get ahead of him. When I use his words, I am following him. I thank my God, I thank my God 
for giving me the gift of discernment to speak only what the Spirit tells me, using my words with his words. A commentary. Today's gospel passage deals with the last stages of Christ's public ministry. As the time approaches, what when Jesus was to be taken from this world. Jesus and his disciples were to return to Jerusalem by way of Samaria. At that time, bad feelings existed between the Jews and the Samaritans. The Samaritans were a mixed race, descendants of Islamic Assyrian colonists, and much hated by the Jews at the time of Christ. For a Jew to go through Samaritan territory was rather a risky thing, just as it was risky for a Samaritan to go through Jewish territory. With this background, we can understand the Samaritans' reluctance to allow Jesus and his followers to pass through their territory. Unlike James and John, James accepted the situation. These two disciples were all, all for the destruction of the Samaritans. Lord, would you have us call down fire from heaven and destroy them? But this was not the doctrine of Christ. Instead, Jesus had taught, love your enemies. If you love those who love you, what merit is there in that? A true disciple must be made perfect as our heavenly father is perfect. We come now to the subject of vocations. To follow Christ was never an easy task, and it will always be so. Christ made that clear in today's gospel. The foxes have lairs, the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. A second example is given. To another, he said, come after me. The man replied, let me bury my father first. Jesus' answer seemed strange. Let the dead bury their dead. Obviously, Christ did not mean that the dead can perform burials. As a commentators, as commentators, Schulmuller in the Jerusalem Commentary, page 143, number 97, point out a play on words. Let the spiritually dead bury the physically dead. Mine is a message of life. Jesus did not intend to be taken lit literally, but rather he wanted to stir thought. Today's gospel gives us a third example concerning the vocation to follow him. Vocation entails a totality. By this, I mean that once we set out to follow Christ, we do so wholeheartedly, no halfway measures. We cannot chase after other pursuits. We should not be distracted so as other pursuits gradually become more and more important at the expense of the vocation to follow Christ. In brief, in a vocation should never become a vocation. A vocation should never become an avocation. In following Christ, it is of the greatest importance to pay heed to his words Whoever puts his hand to the plow but keeps looking back is unfit for the reign of God. This is a very real admonition. Throughout the course of church history, looking back 
has sometimes led to disastrous consequences, especially among priests and religious. Witness the spectacle of the worldly priest, the worldly religious, and the worldly Christian. Surely, if there were a better way to follow Christ, to help bring about the kingdom of God more effectively, the merciful Christ would have pointed out the way. So we believe that doing the will of God and not our will is the only true criterion for putting today's readings into practice. The application. The first reading shows us that the cost of discipleship is very high. The second reading teaches that mastering ourselves is to possess the liberty of Christ. And the gospel explains that a true disciple must be made perfect as our heavenly father is perfect. This week, let the power of the Holy Spirit come upon you and root out the bigotry that is within you. Examine your speech, thoughts, and actions and see if these areas need to be improved. Following Jesus calls for obedience and obedience is the core of being a disciple. To really be free is to be obedient to the law of Christ. And that is to love one another as he has loved us without regard for race, creed, or color. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this lesson today. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your teaching. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you. Have a name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.